Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Everybody need listen, you need to worship the Lord. He is worthy of worship. He is worthy of praise. He's worthy of life. He's worthy of adoration. He's worthy of putting on joy if you have to. Some of you are absolutely run by your emotions and run by your feelings, which is why you'll never minister the gospel of Jesus. Oh, Tom, you feel like every time, every Sunday morning, you feel like coming up there and preaching. Every, every, every afternoon, you feel like visiting people in the hospital. You feel like eating lunch with the crazy man at church. <laughs> you feel like teaching a Bible study where nobody shows up. That's why some of you, you'll never cross, you will never cross into ministry. Is you can't do what you don't feel like doing. That's why, listen, that's why a lot of people, they'll never put on any muscle. They won't do what they don't feel like doing. Sorry. Look, I'm, believe me, I'm looking at the faces. I, you don't think I know this is costing me people right now? That's why you are so blessed that I don't care. <laughs> You're, listen, you're absolutely blessed. You listen, let me tell you this. And I'm not saying you're blessed by me. I'm saying you're blessed by God. Amen. You're blessed this morning. Jeff Tomas sent me this last night. I don't know why he tries to fire me up right in the middle of the podcast. He sent me this thing. <laughs> it's from a local church. Some of you used to attend. And you're like, Tom, you shouldn't stay with stuff like that. I don't care. It's over. All the old religious sweet sweetness and kindness, the old religion, I'm talking about religious sweetness and kindness, not real sweetness and kindness. I'll leave out the name. This is the, from the pastor of the church, sent this out to his entire body. I am tracking the surge of COVID-19 on many levels. And one of those is in the families at blank church. We have presently tracked multiple households in our church that have at least one person testing positive over the last few weeks. We are praying and checking in on families, blah, 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 blah. I ask you to be diligent in your efforts to protect yourself and others and the highly contagious, as the highly contagious virus continues. This is an Assembly of God church. So don't you think that I'm talking to you about a Presbyterian church. The evangelical movement, I could go on and on, and it's all just as putrid as the line before. Don't you think that, you know what? This is just the religious people, the Catholics, the Presbyterians, and the Lutherans. No, it's the evangelical movement inside of America, which is the new Presbyterian, Lutheran, and Catholics. Tom, I've never heard people talk like that from the pulpit. That's why the church is closed. Nobody, nobody says what needs to be said. Nobody walks into a service and says, you know what, your worship stinks. Some of you need to be confronted. You've been standing there too long without somebody telling you. You're saved, you're blood-bought, you speak in tongues, and you're standing here like some sort of pillar turned to salt. You're welcome. Quiet in here. I told you that's my gift. I bring silence into a room. 
Some of you couldn't bear that mantle. (laughs) Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. But let your yes be yes and your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. And every problem that I just named is because people do not heed this verse. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. This is the title of this either one day message series, two day message series, because I don't know. I don't pull mine offline. I don't pull message series off. I don't know if this will go a week. I don't know if it'll go two weeks. I never really know. I preached them before. I had them slated for four and they went for 14. I have no idea. But let your yes be yes and your no be no for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. What is the deep theological meaning of that verse? So let your yes be yes or your no be no for whatever is more than yes or no is from the evil one. No maybes, no all tries. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. When you walk into a worship service, is Jesus my Lord and is the Holy Spirit in the room? Yes, therefore I will worship him. Doesn't matter how I feel because how I feel is from the evil one. If that's what you're depending on, it's yes, yes, or no, no. Amen. Don't worry, I'll amen myself. I'm my own biggest fan. We are told in Psalm 46.10, to be still and know that I am God. A lot of Christians, what they think that means is to be, sit still and let God surround you with his presence. It's not what it's saying. It's be still and get to know God. Not just be still and feel him. It's be still, stop with the busyness, stop with the endless scrolling and get to know who God is. Matt, John chapter 17, verse 3 says this, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That they may know you. Now this is eternal life, that you know God. That you know God. We have to get to know him. The reason why the, the, the global church, and it was before COVID, was a complete and total mess. It was because nobody knows God anymore. Christians and the evangelical movement around the world are following their own Pharisaic Jesus. Not the true Jesus. The true Jesus is the Bible. They're not following that anymore. What I just read from that local pastor who closed his church in April again? Do you think he's following the Bible or his own version of love? Which one is it? Ephesians 5.10 says, and find out what pleases the Lord. This is written to Christians. We have to find out what pleases the Lord. It's not going to just come upon you. You're going to have to search for it. We have to find out who he really is. And I don't mean this disrespectful towards God, but we have to find out what he really is, what his personality is, what his characteristics are. Paul wrote in Philippians 3, 10, and 11, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. I want to know Christ. You're not going to know him when you come into a worship service and stand there like a bump on a log. Some of you need to just commit to come to 11, to 11, 15 and do it again. You can walk out after worship. 
Like, Tom, what crawled up your crawl this morning? Nothing. Seriously, if you think I'm bothered, you think, if you think that I'm going to go home and be bothered the rest of the day? No. You know what I'm going to do the rest of the day. I get really no sleep from Saturday to Sunday. So I'll drift in and out of sleep for the rest of the day with a chicken bone hanging out of my mouth. That's going to be it. <laughs> Told you you'd be thoroughly unimpressed if you followed me around. <laughs> the Beatitudes that people, th- that people just kind of use as clever little slogans in Christianity, a lot of the Word of God is not actually ever implemented. It's actually told as fairy tales and encouraging lines. Instead of being implemented, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount is all about getting to know God. Let's look at that. They're not just, they're not just sayings. Matthew chapter 5, 3 through 12. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? That you are broken and contrite, not, not that you feel sorry for yourself. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. So we are urged in Scripture at time to put aside laughter and start to cry. Because a lot of Christians think of themselves way more highly than they ought. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance to the measure of faith God has given you. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. That's what it's talking about here. Blessed are those who mourn, not those who are sad. Those who spiritually know I have not arrived. Blessed, and we mourn over that. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is all about getting to know who he is. Look at the effort that it takes. Poor in spirit, mourn, meek, hunger, thirst, merciful, pure in heart, peacemakers, even persecuted. That's how you get to know God. And even after, after you do all that, the world will love you. No. Someone just said that's right to that. No! (laughs) Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The verse after that is, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. That's the verses that follow. It's all about getting to know God so that you're salty. The salt going into a wound burns but heals. That's how the church is supposed to be. That's how you're, that's when you walk into your local church like you did today. You come up and there's a salty guy up on the pulpit pouring salt into your wound. You think I'm being mean because it's burning now, but you'll love me later if you listen. If you listen, you're going to have to listen, though, and not be offended. Being offended is all part of the new evangelical doctrine. It's no different than rosary beads inside the Catholic Church. Look at me. I'm offended. Oh, wow. Yeah, you are a good evangelical, aren't you? You are a faithful evangelical. You're offended. You're just like a mask wearer. Doesn't do nothing, but everybody can see it. 
So how do we get to know God? How do we do it? Matthew twenty two twenty nine. 29. Jesus replied, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures. Whoops. Try to sell tickets to that conference. Oh, no, we got Chris Tomlin. We got this. We got all the music. No, you know what? I love worship. It's part of the four essentials, prayer, Bible study, worship, and fellowship. I love it, but that's all the modern church does is worship. Worship. They worship worship. It's all about the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. So Christianity is all about the word of God. That's it. Jesus replied, you are in error. Why? Because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. You're in error. You, why, do, why don't people worship this morning? Because they don't know the scriptures or the power of God. You're like, well, I just didn't feel it. Who cares? What's that got to do with the Bible? That's like saying, I believe that you can bind and loose, but you have to use wisdom. That's not a Bible verse. If it's not a Bible verse, I have no interest in that. If you're preaching anything but Bible verses, I have no interest in you. As a minister, try to save you. That's all I can do. Romans 16, 25 and 26. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with the gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus in keeping with the revelation of mystery hidden from, for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings. You want to know God, it's right here. What do you do about this situation? Find it. I have people ask me, why are you asking me? You can't, you, listen, these days, when I, when, I, when I got saved in 1987, when you wanted to search the Bible, you went and, got, went and bought yourself a Strong's Bible Concordance. was about that thick. Nowadays, you like, uh, sadness. 47 Bible verses. That's all you got to do. And people ask me, well, Tom, you're the pastor of the church. You know, what the pa- you know what a pastor should do? Teach you to do it yourself. Otherwise, the pastor becomes a priest, and Jesus said, I'm the last one. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You want to know God? There it is. Let me give you this example, Matthew 10.28. This will seem like it's off topic, but it's not. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Let me ask you this. Ask yourself this. Do you preach that? Well, we don't, we don't use verses like that in our home. That's why none of your kids are saved. Well, that's why they're sporadically saved. I told my kids about heaven and hell from day one. You'd be shocked. I've told you this before. People come up to me, they ask me, how do you train your dog? And I tell them to their face, you don't want to know. You, wouldn't, you would not approve. I had a new dog now, I'm training him, and it's a strong-willed male Malamois. Okay, and those are bull-headed dogs. You got to break them. You know, probably some of you would not want to see me train them. You'd be oh gosh, he cried. Okay. I tell you to come, you come. He learned that in about three days. We, we paid all kinds of money for him. 
He's supposed to be trained, supposed to be housebroken, not supposed to chase cats. Guess what he did? Pee pooped all over the house and chased our cat. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> supposed to come when I tell him he didn't come. He ran the other way with, with, with gopher tortoise poop in his mouth. That's a, he's a connoisseur of gopher, gopher tortoise poop. He likes to eat it. <laughs> he runs around with it in his mouth looking at you. So I told him to come. He didn't come. So I grab him by his scruff when we do this thing. And I say, and I got big long arms, come. I drag him to me. Push him back. Come. Push him back. Come. Now what does he do? We're about six weeks in. Well, he's coming. (laughs) This is why you have, you don't use, when my kids were potty trained, you don't spank for potty training. Who told you that? Dr. James Dobson? Don't care. I don't care. What's the Bible say? Spare the rod, spoil the child. Spare the rod, hate your child. That's what the Bible says. So you know what I do? I don't spare the rod. Well, Tom, that could get you arrested. Don't care. I'm not talking about abuse. I put people in jail. Anybody else? I put people in jail for child abuse. I never abused my child. Do you actually say things like that? I've told my kids when they were three, when they were two, if you continue to lie, you're going to die and go straight to hell. You're like, how could you do that to those sweet, innocent cherubs? They're not. The human heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That's my own kids too. I want to save them. Do you preach things like this? And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him, the almighty God, the Yahweh of Israel. But fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Do you tell your kids that? Do you tell people that? Well, that's not loving. Then you're not loving. You're the one not loving. Because you're not preaching the gospel. You are preaching a Pharisaic, made-up, humanized love. This is love. It's love to tell people this stuff. You're like, Tom, you just find personal joy in saying things like that. I don't. Do you you think I want my mother, my sister, and my entire family outside of me to go to hell? No, but their only hope is the gospel. And the gospel is not my version of humanized love. The gospel is the word of God. This will cut them to the heart. You want to shut a room up, you start preaching scripture. And listen, you can't just say the Bible says, the Bible says you got to know chapter and verse. You sound like a clown. You're welcome. You're like, how do you know that? Because I've done it a bunch. I'm 52 years old. I've been memorizing scripture since I was 18. You want to shut up a room? You want to win an argument? You start quoting it. Chapter and verse. If you just say the Bible says, they won't believe you. Well, that's not what Jesus did with the devil. They didn't have, it. They didn't have chapter and verse then. We do now. Ask yourself, am I preaching this? And then ask yourself, if you're new in this church today, am I sitting under this? Well, we just don't consider that loving. You don't consider the Bible. The Bible has to meet your specific that man-made attributes of love. The Bible has to meet your standards. You won't tell this to your unsaved wife? I would. Or am I preaching this myself? Am I sitting underneath it? If not, why? Why are you not preaching it? Why are you not sitting underneath it? I, war- I Listen, I'm warning you guys now. 
My wife doesn't like when I say this sort of thing, but I'm warning you. Your old churches will come a-calling. The ones who won't show you the videos that I'm going to show you today. The ones who will not use verses like this because it might run people out of the church. Why would you sit there with a church that avoids Bible verses? Any of them, why? Why would you go there? Well, every time I come in here, it's like salt in a wound. Good, that means you got lots of wounds. The Bible wouldn't hurt if you weren't damaged. It would flow right over you. Listen, there's verses in here that wound me and verses that don't. I don't struggle with lifting up your hands to the Lord, with speaking in tongues. I do all those things. Now the ones about temper tantrums, ouch. I don't like that. I don't like ones that says that, that if you can't control your anger, you're nothing. I don't like those. I don't go, well, I'm going to avoid those. Then you know what I did with those verses? I memorized them. So that way, when I'm raging, I could go, well, you know what? Here comes the control. Start letting the Holy Spirit talk to you through the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's kept me out of a lot of trouble and kept me employed. And I'm not talking about here. I can do whatever I want here. Who's going to fire me? Somebody like, well, you should have a board that can fire you. You can take your board and shove it. I have an accountability board, but nobody's going to tell me what to preach. Nobody's going to tell me what to say. Nothing. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. It gets me in trouble or the entire church leaves. The entire church leaves. <laughs> Shouldn't people, if you're not preaching this or you're not sitting under this, we should ask, your, ask yourself this question also. Shouldn't people be given the transparent choice to choose the real Jesus? If you're not preaching that verse, Matthew 10, 28, as an example, that, which is a quote by Jesus himself, do not, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. If you're not preaching that, are you giving people the transparent opportunity to choose the real Jesus? Most Christians in America, and it was shown by COVID, all COVID-19 did was reveal what was already there. That's all that it did. It revealed a lot of good things about a lot of people in this room because you were going to those COVID-caving churches that were not preaching the gospel to begin with, and then you stumbled in here because we were the only game in town. Everybody else was closed. You came in here and went, oh man, what was I missing all these years? Oh, that's right, the Bible. <laughs> people should be given a choice. Most of, most, of, most of the Christians in those COVID-caving assembly of gods or whatever they are, Ark churches, they wouldn't choose the real, they wouldn't choose the Jesus of the Bible. I'm telling you right now, if Jesus came and preached at their church, they'd be offended even if they knew it was Jesus. Romans 10.3 says this, for they, they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. That is where the American church is. Now I'm going to show you this video. Some of you would fall for this. I'm going to warn you now because I, listen, I'm going to do for you the favor that my dad did for me. I had been shooting 22s as a kid, you know, shooting a little 22 rifle. And I said, dad, I want to shoot a shotgun. I was 10. So we're out on the range. 
in the backwoods of Virginia at my dad's friend's house who had a range in the backyard. And I lined up with that shotgun, double barrel shotgun, old school, the side-by-sides. Ten years old, I was not, I did not look like this. <laughs> I could still see my belt. And I lined up and he said, wait a minute. He let me, he was about to let me do it. Because if you know how to shoot a shotgun, you had better press the butt of that gun against your shoulder. Or you will not be moving that shoulder for the rest of the week. Or a month. Or months. Because it's got a big old kick on it. My dad, I was lined up. I had that butt about here. It's like you do a 22. So it's probably going to hit my cheekbone and come back and hit me in the collarbone, maybe and break my collarbone. He said, you know, he goes, I'm going to do you a favor that my dad didn't do for me. He goes, you need to take the butt of that gun. You need to press it up hard against your shoulder in that meaty little uh, valley in your shoulder right there. And you press it in there because that gun's going to kick. And boom, that thing shot. And I didn't shoot another shotgun until I was with the sheriff's office. <laughs> But I was, I was healthy. <laughs> so I'm going to do you the same favor with this video. I'm going to warn you. Some of you are going, oh my gosh, that's good. That's so good. But you need to listen. I'm warning you because some of you, amen. I may even lose some of you because you may agree with this over me. That could happen. But you need to watch this video and see if you can spot the heresy. Play it for me, guys. One year is black versus white. One year is brown versus green. One year is this versus that. Y'all not gonna help nobody. But I got an eye on this thing and I come to tell the devil today, I know what you're up to. I know what scheme you got up your sleeves. I know what you're trying to do to the church of the living God. You're trying to keep us mad at each other, holler at each other. We don't trust one another. Come we don't on. love one another. Come on. Anger in our heart and in our soul. And you don't love me because you didn't get vaccinated. And you don't love God because you got vaccinated. Some, of you, some people, that's going, that's circulating through conservative circles, and people think that's a good thing. But is it? Well, let's look. First of all, let me read you this verse, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 18. Deceptions of false teachers. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh. They allure through lewdness those who have actually escaped from those who live in error. They'll steal you back from a righteous church. When they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in air. That sounded so good, didn't it? Trying to heal division. Can you heal? Can, can you heal division if you don't agree in the spirit and you don't agree in the word? You cannot. That's the only place in scripture where God calls for unity is when you unify under the auspices of the Bible and the Holy Spirit. You don't unify with somebody who doesn't believe the Bible. 
You don't unify with somebody in America who doesn't believe in the Constitution. I didn't say be mean to them. I didn't say persecute them. I didn't say not to be kind to them. I said don't unify with them. I didn't say don't help them on the side of the road. I said don't unify with them. There's a whole lot. There's a big difference between stopping and helping a lady change her flat tire and marrying her. (laughs) You see the difference? What he does here is he parallels the word of God with humanized love and worldly slogans. Where was the Bible? Look, where was the Bible? Lots of screaming and yelling. I'm fine with that, but where's the Bible? You don't, I'll give you some quotes. You don't wear a mask so you, so you don't love your neighbor versus you, love, you wear a mask so you have no faith. Which one's Correct. We get accused, I get accused, you get accused, you don't wear a mask, so you don't love people, right? So the second part, you wear a mask, so you have no faith, is what people like I say. Well, that's true. (laughs) You're wearing, and here's the thing, I care less about that part than I do this. You're wearing a lie. You've marked yourself as a liar. You putting something, you mark yourself as a clown show. You put something on your face that does nothing. All to honor something that's nothing. For most people, COVID-19 is not even a marginal threat. Am I saying that it hasn't killed people? It may have killed people. Nobody even knows because nobody's even seen COVID-19 in a Petri dish yet. You aware of that? Nobody has. Flu's disappeared. So what are people really dying of? Nobody really knows. PCR tests, according to developer Carrie Mullins of the PCR testing, says they're not reliable for testing for a virus. Just like the person who developed the mRNA vaccine says, don't you dare take it. Developer of PCR, developer of mRNA says what's being done is junk. Whoops. So you wear a mask that does nothing, protecting yourself against a non-threat, All the while espousing fake virtue, that is what I despise. Yes, you lack faith, but I despise that more. That's just for me. That's not the Bible saying that. So is what he's saying true on there? It sounds true. That's why why the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end, because yahoos like that are going to come up, and they're going to sound like they're speaking with great conviction, but it's great swelling words of emptiness. What else did he say? You want me to stop the division. With who? He wants me to have no division. So who does he want me to align up with? Who does he want me to undivide from? The liars? You don't even look into what a mask does or doesn't do and you strap that thing on and have mask services? You want me to unify with that pastor from the Assembly of God Church? How am I going to unify with a guy who's tracking coronavirus inside of his church? Who closed his church in April, this April. Closed his church for six, seven months in 2020. And I've got to unify with him? How? He doesn't believe the Bible. He's not, where was binding and loosing in that message? Where was binding and loosing in this message? Non-existent. And I'm supposed to unify? It's not what the Bible says to unify with. So who does he want me to stop the division with? With, who the, uh, with the ones who are not binding and loosing? With the liars? No, thank you. With the lifesavers? 
We're out there saving lives. You're doing nothing but marking yourself as a clown. You ought to just go all the way. Like Paul said, just go all the way and castrate yourself. You ought to go all the way and paint your entire face like Bozo the Clown. (laughs) Yes, I'm talking about evangelicals right now. The judgment begins at the house of God first. 1 Peter 4, 17. Here's another quote from him. You don't love me because you didn't get vaccinated versus you, you don't love God because you got vaccinated. First of all, I want to ask, whoever said that? Even I have never said that. I've never said to anybody because you got vaccinated you don't love God. I've never said that. I just said you're stupid. Because <laughs> you are. If you're vaccinated in here, you're stupid. You need, Tom, people are going to leave. Don't care. Remember, remember, the disciples came running up to Jesus after he calls them names and says, you know you offended them with that. And Jesus said, oh, well, then I'll turn from my ways then. He didn't care. I'm telling you flat out, I, I say this out of love for you. If you got vaccinated, that was a stupid decision. And you need to be praying now that God heals you of the consequences of that vaccination and leeches out all of that toxic chemical that's in you right now. And that God fixes that your genetic material has been cut in half. You need to pray it. You're gonna, you're, I'm telling you, you will observe with your eyes and you will see the punishment of the wicked coming from this vaccine. You will see it with your eyes. It's coming. You will see it between now and seven years from now. You will see. You don't love me because you didn't get vaccinated is the reason why we have vaccine passports now. That's the excuse they're using. You need to get vaccinated to save other people because you love other people. People like T.D. Jakes are preaching that. It's just an excuse. So what's really happening with the vaccines, with the vaccine passports? What is that about? Am I, I want to ask that pastor this. Should I be unifying with people that are espousing vaccine passports? Where, where was that? Where was that on the video? Where, 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 was, where was Revelation 13, 16 through 18? Where was it? He causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Where was that? And where am I supposed to unify? You're saying if you want a vax, get a vax. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Where was the vaccine passport clown show? Because of your preaching, we're standing on the precipice of the mark of the beast. And that idiot says nothing about it. And you got the guy standing in front of him. Woo, woo, we're all conservatives and believing that. There's no Bible. There was not one Bible verse in what he said. Not one. The unity and the, we're, to stop dividing. He says, what was the one Bible verse that he used? That God be true and every man a liar. Romans chapter three, verse four, which made absolutely no sense except to expose himself as the liar that he is. So we stand on the cusp of things like this. Play the next one for me, guys. Aaron, get in video. We move forward. But the bottom line is... Uh, If anyone who doesn't have a legitimate medical reason for not getting fully vaccinated chooses to not get vaccinated, there will be consequences. Fantastic job, pastors. Great job, COVID caving churches. Don't worry, 
That's just the Prime Minister of Canada. Play the next one for me, guys. You deserve better. You deserve a government that's going to continue to say, get vaccinated. And you know what? If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train beside vaccinated people and put them at risk. We need to be strong in the decisions we're taking. Can you bring it back to me, guys? When, when was that? Back in March? No, that was this month. We're 18 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. Tom's like, people are like, Tom, you're just a radicalized anti-COVID. No, I read my Bible and I can feel the presence of the Antichrist. Play the next one for me, guys. Here, pause it, pause it a second, pause it. Let me just tell you where this is. This is in France. This is a lady trying to buy her groceries. What's going on here? Now they've set up giant goon bouncers in front of grocery stores. You know why? Because you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your mark, er, I mean vaccine passport. Play it. All right, bring it back to me. So there you go. Pastor Love, all the Pastor Loves out there, congratulations. This is what you've created. You have a woman going there to buy groceries for her family, but she cannot do it. She's even put the mask on, but that's never enough for the tyrants. They want you to put you in a mask, and you got to put on two. They break out the vaccines, and they say initially they're voluntary, but now they're not. That's what you get. That's what happens. This is why you never acquiesce to bold-faced lies like putting a mask on your face for a virus. You don't ever do it. All right, run the next one for me, guys. But while we are in a reasonable position at day three, we're doubting... Prime Minister of New Zealand. ...to draw any firm conclusions. There are a couple of reasons... Now, what I want you to do is look in the background on her screen and the things that are said right there. ...amongst the context we have identified. Our public health teams... All right, back to me. Now, on the background right there, what it says in the background is scan QR codes and turn on Bluetooth tracing. To our left, her right, it says New Zealand COVID tracer. That's what we have going on right now. And you have yahoos like that pastor talking about unity. And the devil's trying to divide us. No, the word of God has divided us. Some people stand in the word of God. Some people look at that and they see, wait a minute, scan QR codes and turn on Bluetooth tracing. And you might start to think Mark of the Beast. You should. So you stand. But where's the church in New Zealand? They're gone. Where's the church in Australia? Gone. England, gone. Spain, gone. France, gone. Canada, gone. Why? Because nobody knows the Bible. They're going to ark churches. Welcome home to your church fam. I should show that video Aaron sent me from a local church. The girl, there's hardly any jeans on the girl because they were all ripped from pocket to ankle hey church fam just letting you know awesome this and awesome and epic and epic 
You want to know what's really going on? I want you to watch the verbiage on this. Where do I get, where did I get this from? This next video. From their website. Oh, you know, this is all conspiracy theory. This is Alex Jones. Alex Jones is right 97% of the time. You got Sandy Hook wrong about everything else he got right. But this is from the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. And Christians, ought, we ought to be having mass revivals right now around this stuff. Mass revivals of standing in the spirit of God so that Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and Prince Charles are scared of us. I'm not talking about violence. They should be scared of the power of God because of us coming together where two or more agree about anything we ask for will be done. They should be scared of us and backing off, but they're not because the evangelical church is gone. But there's a remnant. Look at us. But this is, what it's been, this is what it's been about from day one. Read the verbiage. Play it for me, guys. This is their video. track in your heartbeat and nobody and no pastors are preaching about it outside of Rodney Howard Brown outside of Jonathan Shuttlesworth outside of Arthur Pulaski outside of Greg, Greg Locke and a few others nobody's preaching about that instead you got a goofy pastor in Venice talking about tracing his own people oh we've been in contact with several of our families who have COVID oh no really who died 99.9% post-infection survival rate? Why are you even talking about it? You know it's less virulent than the flu for anybody zero to 50 years of age? Zero to 50 years of age, the flu is worse. Anybody talk about that? Absolutely not. So any more of what this pastor said, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to get a shot, get a shot. We gotta unify. So if you want to get a shot, get a shot. Let God be true and every man a liar, which makes no sense. So if you want to get a shot, get a shot, huh? Is that 
remotely based on any sort of knowledge. So don't worry, I brought it, brought it to you today. For those of this offense, don't let the you know, door split you or let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, whatever it may be, that's up to you. But this is the truth. These are doctors, and you need to listen closely to what these people say. We're going to be together for about another 15 minutes. Not all of it will be videos, but there's going to be a couple of them, and it's all about vaccines. you want to know the truth or don't you? Here's the truth about it. Play the first one. In Australia, tyranny is just running out of control. And while the media won't bring it to you, we will go directly to the source. Joining us now is Alan Hennessy, a 45-year veteran of the Royal Australian Air Force. I have been corresponding with Mr. Hennessy. Uh, thank you for being here, sir. We really appreciate it. Uh, I've been corresponding via email, via phone, getting some really horrific images out of Australia. We can now confirm that three of the children that were led into this sports arena turned into a mass child inoculation or euthanasia center uh, have succumbed to the jab. They are dead. Two boys, one girl being reported by you by Alan Hennessy there in Australia. Catch us up to speed. There you go. That's one. Now, what is he talking about? Well, that sounds like some sort of right-wing conspiracy. Play the next one. Mums and dads, your children will be well looked after inside when they arrive. They'll be literally ushered. We'll have uh, nurses, we'll have uh, some of the youth command, we'll have uh, some of the young, young police from the, uh, uh, the various uh, operations within police there just to guide them through um, as to where they go. They'll be looked after every moment inside the, uh, the stadium and uh, they'll be well cared for. So mums and dads feel secure. We've got about 24,000 students we're aiming to get through next week. Uh, the messages will come out this week and the opportunity is there, but really you've got to take it, grasp it with both hands. Um, I know uh, if you talk to any of our Olympians, I'll tell you, you've just got to grasp opportunity, and this is an opportunity, so don't waste it. That's last week. 18 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. Why did you ever close your church? Well, we just wanted to see what would happen. You know, pastors are doing now is they're lying about what they did. Pastors are now saying, oh, I never closed. I know one Sarasota pastor who I know personally, I watched him close his church, is now telling his congregation that he never closed. But what was happening there? You saw the picture of the arena. 24,000 kids, they cycled through there. Imagine you handing your, go your child over to the brown shirts. That's what happened there. Parents in Australia, what happened in Australia? Australia is an island that used to be a prison colony. They used to have an independent sort of rebellious spirit. What happened? Now they hand their kids over and you listen to that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have the young police around and the young corps there for you. Yeah, it sounds like the Hitler youth. How dare you say that from the pulpit? Listen, folks, it's over for me. Nobody's inviting me to come speak at their church. This is a very narrow venue for people like me and I'm fine with it. They don't want me there. If I, come to, if I go to any church in this area right now to speak, half their church will leave before I get done talking. And that's simply because why'd they let that guy in here to tell us the truth? So that guy says, you want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. He sounds so enlightened. He sounds so welcoming and tolerant. You want to get a shot? Get a shot really like that? Well, your kid's dead on the ground. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed 
for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. This pastor, Donald Trump last night at his rally said, you should get the vax. I've got the vax, you should get the vax. He backed off. It's the first time in the history of Donald Trump's rallies, first time he's ever been booed. And he got booed and it was dead silent where he actually took a literal step back. He needs to be confronted for the atrocities that he's responsible for. And usually a vaccine is 12 to 15 years in its development with a 10 to 15 year trial. And this was marched out inside of 18 months. No human trial. People think that it was tested. It was never tested. You need, to, you need to do your research. Now, Tom, what does this have to do with Christianity? Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18. Read it for yourself. Amen. If they're going to not allow you to buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccine passport or mark of the beast, then we ought to be preaching about it. How true and how good is this vaccine? People think that that uh, Pfizer and Moderna tested this vaccine. They did not. What happened was this, and this is absolute truth. What happened was, is they put in for the emergency use approval by the FDA, which still stands to this day. It's not approved. It has emergency use approval only, right? Once they got that approval, their trials stopped. He said, oh, good, we got it, stop. What they did was, when you, whenever you do a vaccine trial, you have people, you have what's called the vaccinated group and the control group. The control group are people who get a placebo only. They think they're getting the vaccine, but they only are taking a placebo, which means they're really, it's like saline. That's it. That's all they're getting, right? And then you measure the results between the two groups. Well, right when they got approval, they removed the control group. So the only people that they looked at were people who are vaccinated, not in comparison to the unvaccinated. That's the truth. So there's never been human trials until now. With 150 million Americans have taken it. There's your human trial of the century for you by people like Bill Gates who have sworn that they want to lower the Earth's population using vaccines. Oh, that can't be true. You believe that? So how, how good is this vaccine? Play the next one for me, guys. Talawanda Board of Education meeting. My name is Dr. Sean Brooks, PhD, um, Oxford. I have 48 publications, including 23 books. I've studied health medicine, anatomy, and physiology for approximately 21 years. Dr. Robert Malone, who created the messenger RNA vaccine, has said no one should ever take these jabs, ever, under any circumstance whatsoever. He created it, and he said don't ever do it. So let me explain what's going to happen to the people who have ta taken it. Excuse me. The people who have taken it are going to die in the next six months to three to five years for three reasons. Number one, you have d d dramatically decreased your own immune system by 35%. The first jab did it by at least 15. The second did it by 35 now. If you take any booster shot, you will die. That's it. You take a flu shot in the future, you will die. The second reason, antibody-dependent enhancement. And antibody-dependent enhancement is what is happening with these jabs with everybody who has taken them. Unless, of course, you've taken a placebo. 
but there's no way that you would know that. So given that fact, antibody-dependent enhancement tricks the entire body into believing that the cell that's eating the pathogen is eating it when it isn't. It ends up leading to what's called a cytokine storm, which causes organ failure. That will cause your death, and there's no stopping that. No amount of drugs will stop that. The third thing, blood clotting. Everyone who has taken the jabs is blood clotting. If you don't believe me, there's a way you can find out. Take what's called a D-dimer test. What that does is that it detects blood clotting at the microscopic level. They're cutting full blood clots out of people right now. As I'm talking to you, millions have died from the jabs. In your last meeting, you advocated for people to take the jabs potentially in the future, along with wearing masks. And I heard parents say the same thing. So to the parents who are actually considering jabbing their own children, you're going to sterilize them permanently. People who have taken the jabs are sterilized. 80% of women who have been jabbed have lost their children in the first trimester. You can't have kids. You've also injected yourself with the equivalent of HIV. You can now no longer breastfeed, donate blood, donate organs, donate blood plasma, nor bone marrow. If you don't believe me, try to donate blood and blood plasma and find out what happens. You will be denied. Unless, of course, you live in California, in which case they're allowing people to donate toxic blood with spike proteins in it. The jabs create spike proteins. They're in the jabs themselves, and they create it by snapping your RNA in half. You are no longer a human anymore. You are something else, and you are susceptible to countless diseases. Now, here's what's going to happen in the future very quickly. Yeah, 15 seconds. Great. I don't know what percentage of your staff has taken the jabs, but your school is going to close. You will not stay open. You will close because they will fall ill and they will die. That will happen in all of your buildings. It will happen. It's already happening. All right, thank you, sir. I'm, I bet it is. It's already happening. Good luck. Thank you. Nothing can stop. It's coming. So, the, what, you might be like, how could that be? All this, the, the data that's coming out. Well, 64% of the deaths in England since January, and you need to remember something, from January, February, and March, who was vaccinated in England? Basically nobody. But still, 64% of all COVID-19 deaths in England from, from January till June were people fully vaccinated, 64%. In Israel, they have a 10-year signed contract with Pfizer that says Israel is not allowed to report the adverse effects of the vaccination. You heard him say right there that millions have died of, of the vaccination. It's upwards somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 55 to 60,000 have died in the United States. We know 12 for sure. The CDC has had to puke that out. But there's a Thomas Rents lawsuit, federal lawsuit with a signed affidavit with a whistleblower saying there's another vein of 45,000 COVID-19 vaccine deaths. It's, a, it's, it's absolute fact. So how good is this vaccine? That pastor said, you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You want to vaccinate, wear, you know, get vaccinated. Sounds so accommodating and so tolerant. And we can all come together underneath that banner. No thank you. No thank you. Before you tell people to vax if you want to vax, maybe you ought to educate yourself. 
Last video I'm going to show you. This is Dr. Charles Roth. There's two clips of this video. One's about two minutes long. One's about 50 seconds long. Play the first one for me, guys. When the COVID vaccine is, is, is injected into your arm, we now know that only 25% of it actually stays in your arm. And the other 75% is literally collected by your lymphatic system and fed into your circulation. So these little packages of messenger RNA, and by the way, in a single dose of a Moderna vaccine, there are 40 trillion messenger RNA molecules, 40 trillion that are injected into your arm. So three quarters of these are taken, connected by the lymphatics, they go into your bloodstream in these little packages that are designed to be absorbed into a cell. But obviously when something's in your circulation, The only cells that they're going to get absorbed into is the cells around your blood vessels. And the place where absorption happens is in the capillary networks. In other words, these are the the tiniest vessels where the blood slows right down. These are tiny, tiny vessels. So these little packages of genes are absorbed into the cells around the blood vessels at the vascular endothelium. The packages open, the genes are released, Your body then gets to work reading these genes and manufacturing trillions and trillions of COVID spike proteins. Because even though you get 40 trillion genes, each gene can produce many, many COVID spike proteins. So, and the purpose of the spike proteins is that your body recognizes this as a foreign protein and will make antibodies against it so that you're then protected against COVID. That's the idea, but here's where the problem comes. In a virus, in a coronavirus, that spike protein becomes part of the viral capsule. In other words, around it's part of like the cell wall around the virus called the viral capsule. But but it's not in a virus, it's in your cells. So it therefore becomes part of the cell wall of your vascular endothelium, which means that these cells that line your blood vessels, which are supposed to be smooth, so that your blood flows smoothly, now have these little spiky bits sticking out. So it is absolutely inevitable that blood clots will form because your blood platelets circulate around in your vessels and the purpose of blood platelets is to to detect a damaged vessel and block that vessel to stop bleeding. So when the platelet comes through the capillary, it suddenly hits all these little COVID spikes that are jutting into the inside of the vessel. It is absolutely inevitable that a blood clot will form to block that vessel. Now that's a dimer. And so the D-dimer is a blood test that shows a recent blood clot. It doesn't show anything else other than a recent blood clot. It won't show an old blood clot. It only shows new blood clots. And so I have been now doing that on my patients, um, finding people who have recently had their COVID shot within the previous seven days. It needs to be between four and seven days and doing a blood test on them called a D-dimer. And and so I'm still trying to accumulate more information, but on the ones I have so far, 62% of them have evidence. Oh man, I cut it off too early. 62% of them had evidence of blood clotting. It's capillary blood clotting. At the, what you're hearing about in the news are the people who dropped dead from a brain blood clot, right? Those are the extreme cases. All Everybody else 
is having what's called capillary blood clotting because S-spike proteins are, spot, are blocking. They're very minute, very minute capillary blood veins blocking them. And over years, it accumulates. If I let that video go, he would talk about his patients. 60% of them are calling in now with symptoms of capillary blood clotting. They won't kill you in a day. It slowly but surely will, will cause people First of all, perhaps to be on blood thinners for the rest of their lives, to stay alive. Second of all, he'll tell, he talks about a patient who calls up and says, you know what, I used to be able to walk to your office. I can't anymore because I can't catch my breath. You guys got the next one? Play for me. But I did, in fact, find something oh, wait, worse stop. than the Afghanistan good. Good. That's, run. That's for the next service. The I wanted to make sure we got both in for, for Dr. Uh, for, for the doctor there, I want to make sure we got both of those in for Dr. Charles Howe, Hoff. And all these things, get their names. You can watch that entire video. It's about eight minutes long. It's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. You're like, Tom, this doesn't seem like a church service. Church services should morph to what's going on around in the world. Should morph and be talking about it and not be afraid. Yeah, I, listen, I know. I know. I've seen more, we've had more people in this church than we've ever had before. We're running between four and 500 people a Sunday. But we've also had more people leave. I've never seen so many people get up and leave in the middle of the services than I have since we started talking about this stuff. But I don't care. You can deny truth all you want. These are doctors, these are professionals. And this is literally happening. When you have, when you have the CDC have to admit that 12 people have dropped dead from this thing, Pastors should be preaching about this. Worship team, make your way. And I will tell you this. When it comes to all of this, look at me now. This is our hill. This is our hill. You need to go ahead and dig your feet in. And you need to say, I will never put that toxic toxin in my body. You need to do it. If that means you lose your job... If that means you lose your job, then you're going to have to depend on God. He'll make you richer anyway. I'm telling you, everything you lay your hands to, if you look at anything that you do as seed, God will prosper it. People are talking, the military has to be fully vaccinated by September 15th. Soldiers need to leave. Do you know that between 40 and 60% of doctors and nurses in this country are refusing the vaccination? Huge health conglomerates are coming together to force them to take the vaccination. And many of them are saying, we will not. That's why you may have to have a parallel culture. We'll have our clinics with our doctors and they can have theirs. You're like, well, that's not unity. Unity is not called for in the Bible unless you unify under the Bible. I'm not looking to unify. What do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Do not yoke yourself together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? None. I'll love them. I'll try to win them. They're welcome anywhere and everywhere. Somebody close that door for me. They're welcome anywhere and everywhere. I'll try to help them. I'll try to save them. I'll pray that toxin out of their body, whatever it may be. But I'm not unifying with them. Because remember what I told you, it's a whole lot different stopping on the side of the road to help, helping a lady change her tire than marrying her. I'll help them. I'll love them. But that's it. Stand with me. Praise you, Lord. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are 
this many people in person are watching online that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.